Good morning, Hillary. Thank you. Uh, it is uh, Monday, and there is a lot of new news uh, out there today. Um, we have realestateagentsitrust.com that are bringing uh, to you this uh, wonderful uh, program today. Uh, if you are thinking of buying or selling a home this year, uh, you got to go to real, realestateagentsitrust.com. Glenn started this convers- uh, this company a while ago with Tanya when they were in the midst of trying to sell a home and it wasn't going all that well. And they went through and talked to some of the top real estate agents in America and found some of the things that they all do. There's certain steps they all take. And one of the things they don't do is spend all, all the money they you know invest in their company into making their face famous uh, <laughs> around town. They make sure that they are working for you to make sure your house is the priority. And that's the people. That's what the people at realestateagentsitrust.com do. They're fans of the program. They share your values. These are people you can trust. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. They will sell your home. Thank you, Stu. Um, all right. Great show coming up for you. Uh, the Biden bracket. Got to get to that uh, this week. AOC and so much more. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You know, I was going to say nothing that the president seems to be doing on the border is working, but he is willing to change, which is great. And then I realized, no, it's not anything that the president is doing on the border. <laughs> it's everything that the Congress on and in, in both sides, really, the Republicans and the Democrats, They're not doing anything on the border, and it's getting worse and worse and worse. And so the president is getting tougher and tougher and tougher. We begin on the border in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Security systems dissuade burglars from breaking in and uh, entering your home. In fact, research by the University of North Carolina found that if a house has an alarm, 60% of burglars move on. That's pretty amazing. And, and what's even more amazing is how many people don't have a burglar alarm? Now, that may be because you don't own the house, uh, so you can't wire it. Uh, maybe it's because you don't want a long-term contract. Uh, or you've seen the price of what it takes for the 24-7 monitoring and the burglar alarm. It's crazy expensive. Well... Uh, there is one company that is taking care of all of that, and that is SimplySafeBeck.com. You go to SimplySafeBeck.com. You're going to save a buttload of money. I mean, thousands of dollars. In the, in, the, in the term of the other people's contract, compared to SimplySafe with no contract, you will literally save thousands of dollars. SimplySafeBeck.com. You go there, you pick out your security system. They have different packages, but you're smart enough to figure out how many windows you have. You don't need some sales guy coming in. So you order it. They ship it. It's a money-back guarantee. Um, And then there's no contract for the monitoring. It's all wireless, so nobody has to wire anything. It is truly simple. And it will keep your family safe. That's why it's called Simply Safe. Go to simplysafebeck.com, simplysafebeck.com, and get a 10% discount right now. Can't wait to get to our Biden bracket here in just a few minutes. Also, the latest on plastic bags. Oh, what a surprise. They were wrong yet again. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and uh, and AOC 
I don't know if you saw AOC this weekend, but AOC all of a sudden had a new accent. Really? Oh, you didn't see it? Oh, this is exciting. Oh, this is good stuff, Stu. You're going to love this. (laughs) She's become Hillary Clinton. Uh, So we have that coming up in just a second. Also, let's let's start here on the border. Things on the border are getting worse and worse and worse. And the media is in full-fledged denial. Did you see the story today about how, and we'll get to it later, how uh, the New York Times, uh, CNN, NPR, they are all refusing to say anything about socialism in any of their stories uh, in regards to uh, Venezuela. They won't use the word socialism. Specifically the New York Times? Because mm-hmm. I know the mm-hmm. Washington Post did a really good story we highlighted here that mm-hmm. was went in depth and, and talked about socialism. Mm-hmm. It's, a, uh, it's, it's pretty amazing what they will do to uh, not talk about the real story. Now, how mm-hmm. many of them are talking about the humanitarian crisis that is on the border? We said one was coming. The president said one was coming. It was easy to see. It's so easy to just take people at their word, see what's going on, see who's involved, and be able to predict the future. When, when people say they're going to disrupt you, when people say they're going to kill you, when people say, they're, you got my stuff, I'm coming for it, you, you should pay attention to that person, especially if they have the means or people are helping them with the means. They will do it. So now we have this humanitarian crisis, and um, uh, what's her name? Kirsten Nielsen was uh, let go uh, over the weekend by the president. Um, it's kind of I feel kind of bad for her. I mean, in some ways, uh, she was going for a meeting and had no idea she was going to be let go. Yeah, she was going in to present a plan as to how to, re, you know, to return to normalcy at least and, and re, you know, go back to the old numbers because these are all new numbers. I mean, looking back at the last few years even, you see that the, you know, the typical average month uh, for border apprehensions is, you know, 30 or 40,000. It, it has uh, crept up above that a couple of times. Uh, for example, if you look at 2014, we talked a lot about this, this is when you went to the border, Glenn. Mm-hmm. Remember that big crisis? Even 60,000, yeah, I think. Even the media uh, admitted that was a huge crisis, mm-hmm. and that was uh, 60,000 per month for a couple of months. Well, last month was 70,000. And so that was a, a very high, you know, anything above anything we've seen for five or six years. Uh, this next month, which the official numbers get released this week, is going to be over 100,000. So we're talking about potentially Jeez. double the worst months of the past decade and will be a record. And for this the past is what decade. we know of. This is what this we just, Yeah, this is just apprehensions. Yeah, this is what we know of. We're well into a million people a year well into maybe we we may be uh, you know a million and a half to 1.8 million people a year coming into our country yeah they basically treat apprehensions as a proxy for how many people are actually crossing so the more people they catch they assume more people are getting in that aren't of course being caught and that I mean, certainly makes logical sense but as that number goes up uh, you know you're getting to huge huge i mean because you got to believe we all know that it's not exactly difficult to get across the border right now. That's the problem. So the fact that they're catching 100,000 people means you're right. Maybe it is, you know, two and 300,000 every month that are getting in uh, without being caught. Not to mention the people who are coming here other ways as far as overstaying visas and, and coming through different ports of entry. So it is a, I mean, it is a, if it's, this is not a crisis, they, these, these things don't exist. 
And the, the, the system itself is being completely overrun. Uh, the Republicans and Trump tried to put together a proposal to say, hey, let's expand all this. Give us more detention centers so we don't have to pe- stick people under bridges. Give us more judges so we can actually process these things. And they, you know, the, the left rejected it. So now this crisis that could have at least had a plan to be solved has no uh, no real solution in the future that anyone can see because the Democrats essentially shoot down every single idea to try to solve it. It is crazy what's going on. Now they're saying that um, uh, Nielsen is going to be hounded at her next job, that they're going to that the left is she was so bad for the border. Yeah. Really? Really? She was that bad for the border. I mean, I think she was bad on the border because we have this situation, but I don't really blame anybody. I don't blame I don't blame the president. I don't blame the administration on this. I blame Congress. I blame the Republicans and the Democrats on this. Yeah, I mean, Nielsen, it's she's in a tough spot here because she was very, very loyal to the president, tried to execute everything that he did. All all reporting, Mm -hmm. uh, all reporting Mm -hmm. points that direction. The issue she's very she's trying to do as much as she could via the rules. And, you know, the, the rules are restrictive. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Trump wants to get somebody who's more aggressive on that. Whether anyone could have stopped this, I, I don't know. I no, don't. I feel bad for her. But, you know, here's here's what we've we've moved into a new age. She's now going to be uh, threatened at her next job. Yeah. The left is already targeting anybody who hires her. Is going to pay for it. How horrible is that? Here's somebody who goes and serves our country, d- plays by the rules, does everything right, and you want to destroy them. I mean, it, it is, we are turning into Nazi Germany. We are clearly turning into Nazi Germany. I mean, <laughs> we, we are. Nazi Germany had other determining no, 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 factors, as no, you know. I know, but it didn't, it wasn't Nazi Germany overnight. No, uh, little is, baby steps. It's little baby steps. And we keep taking these baby steps. We're devaluing life. We're saying infanticide. The, 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 the Congress right. has changed, has turned down a bill to vote against infanticide 25 times. 25 times since they, since they took over Congress. 25 times they've turned it down. Just the 25, though, we're, you know, sometimes you're just not sure. Do we want to kill the babies? Do we not? You now have you now have the government uh, and mainly the Democrats going after Google and everyone else and saying, hey, work with us, work with us. You now have uh, 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 what's his name? Zuckerberg saying, I want more government interference. I want more government regulation. But you're starting to see that that system of information merge now with the United States government. That's another step. You you have you have the targeting of innocent people. She she didn't do anything wrong. What has she done wrong? If you go against it, they'll destroy you. That's another step. We just keep marching. I mean, soon we're going to be showing up in black uniforms with black boots, and everybody's going to be like, oh, those are really nice. Do you go, boss, make those? <laughs> I mean, we are just marching toward it. And I, you could also make the point that uh, socialism was a nice part of the— uh, No, no, no. No, Hitler wasn't a socialist. Oh, he wasn't? No. I, I know Vox uh-uh. said that last yeah. week, uh, which I was fascinated no, to that. understand, because mm. this is their, their thing is like, you know, and you point out, okay, well— 
you know, the Nazi, you know, the National Socialist Party and indicates that potentially they had no, some no. thought. However, that is, of course, a much larger conversation. I mean, Hitler said a lot of things that he was not, and you could go in to really investigate that. So he decided, you know, maybe it's time to actually put this down in one place that, you know, what is Hitler really a socialist? Well, uh, yes. Well, it yes, started out as a two page thing, and I think it ended at uh, like about 20. Yeah. Uh, it's on theblaze.com, by the way, <laughs> yeah. uh, if you want to go check it out. And we're going to we're going to go through it uh, today a bit. I, I can't take this argument. I, can't, I just how how are you missing the national socialist? The only difference between the communists and the national socialists are the communists were international socialists. And the Nazis were national socialists. Yeah. And if you know anything at all about history, you know, well, and most people don't, you know that uh, Benito Mussolini is the guy who said, you know, I'm fighting in, and in World War I, and nobody's fighting for the international workers. They were fighting for their friends. They were fighting for their country. They were fighting for the, the workers of their country. They weren't fighting for an international purpose. When it comes down to it, you're fighting for you and your nation. And we should do socialism. We just shouldn't do it internationally. That's how fascism was born. Right. I mean, they, they, you know, Goebbels said you know, the difference between communism and the Hitler faith was, quote, very slight. I mean, they, they, they did this. They said, you know, the... Uh, I mean, over the Nazi flag is surrounded. The Nazi symbol yeah. is surrounded by red because Hitler said we want to show that the the reds, the communists, that we have most things in common. Yeah, we're friendly. They voted the same way yeah, uh, for crazy. years and years and years before. It's crazy. I mean, it's it's blatantly obvious that it's true. However, there's this sort of revisionist idea that to save socialism. Mm-hmm. They have to make a case that he's not. And there was infighting. I mean, this is very well documented that you know Goebbels was more of a socialist than Hitler was. And he prioritized socialism over um, nationalism. I mean, and, and, you know, Hitler, I think it's fair to say, number one, a lot of his priorities went down the train because his number one thing was killing lots of Jews. Mm-hmm. So he sacrificed a lot of the things mm-hmm. that he believed in for that, including things like environmentalism. I mean, mm-hmm. Hitler... The Nazi Party was one of the biggest, really the first environmentalist parties. Um, now, when big they big environmental, big, I mean, big animal lovers, animal to, rights. To too. this day, modern environmentalists look back at what they did in Germany and say it set it was actually ecolo- ecologically beneficial to Germany. Now, once they started getting in wars, they started rolling tanks over lots of trees, and they let a lot of those environmentalist principles go. Some of that happened with socialism, and they didn't follow the doctrine of the day all the way through the regime but that was absolutely part of their the biggest argument is that he just took over he wasn't democratically elected right yeah yeah well that's the way it always ends sure that's the way it always ends at some point i mean look at chavez chavez laid the groundwork Mm -hmm. socialism then the next guy was elected then it started they started having trouble and so they were like we got to take over and so they just either rig the elections or they suspend the elections. That's what happens every single time. This uh, this democratic bullcrap is just that. It's it's enough to get the socialist elected, and then when there's trouble, they suspend them or f- uh, or fix them. Yeah, and and eventually there becomes interparty squabbles 
And that happened with the Nazis, where yeah. some the people who were super pro-socialist, well, it, if, if it, it was someone else with a power base other than Hitler, he killed them all. Right, like that, eventually you get to that point. That doesn't mean that Hitler didn't like socialism. Yeah. Uh, and I, I want to show you uh, coming up in a, in a few minutes. I want to show you also uh, the disturbing things that were said on the campaign trail by the by the the left and every candidate on the trail. Anything from uh, the prime minister of Israel is a racist to again the free market system is what's going to kill our democracy. Well, we're not a democracy. And if you think the free market will kill our republic, you're sadly mistaken. But you need to know who is running for the Democratic nomination. And that was said by a guy I think actually has a a better chance of winning than most people do. We'll have that coming up. Also, the Biden bracket next. First, uh, one minute, and then we're back into the show. 50 million people miss work due to pain. Pain has become an epidemic in America started taking relief factor for a a long time my doctor said you can't work out you can't do anything um and i was like okay well i'm getting fatter and fatter and worse and worse what am i gonna do well just stop eating so much okay well that's not helping me either um (laughs) so uh, i i I was not able to work out just because it was just so painful now I'm I'm rowing and I'm walking and I'm feeling better every day. And the reason is relief factor. It has played a huge, huge role in my life and in my recovery. Relieffactor.com. I want you to go there now. Try it for three weeks. If it works for you, you're gonna your life is gonna change. It works for about 70% of the people. I pray that you are one of those 70%. Take it exactly as directed for three weeks. If it doesn't work, you're out $20. If it does, you have your life back. ReliefFactor.com. Call them 800-583-84. Go to ReliefFactor.com. We break for 10 seconds. Station ID. So, Stu, I have not been to uh, I've not been to the bidenbracket.com yet. Oh, you need to go. Glenn. Okay. Now, this is uh, uh, this is a uh, this is a Glenn Beck program uh, website, Biden bracket that we put together last week.com. Um, and uh, this is this is for you. Round 1 is today. Mm-hmm. Now, we're going to announce uh, the winner, the champion, if you will, on Thursday, which would be the creepiest picture of Joe Biden. Right. Which one do you think it is? Okay. Um, we have 32 picks. Uh, there's matchups like it's a, you know, obviously oh, the this NCAA. is hard today. You've got the oh, you've got the biker one the biker and one. the Alito going head to head. Yeah, you've got a one seed. And, and you know, the picture of of Joe Biden's hand on, you know, the knee of Sam Alito is is a little creepy. But, of course, the biker picture, I expect to be one of the favorites to win the whole thing. As of right now, uh, you can vote on any of these oh, matchups. right now. Ooh, spooky. Oh, he's got some. Sp- he's got some. There's some spooky ones here. You've got the picture of uh, the former defense secretary for Joe Biden, uh, uh, Ash Carter. Yeah. Um, and his wife, the, the hands on the wife there. You've got a, a really awkward hug uh, going on there with, uh, I don't know who that is, but it's a really tight hug. Uh, the the hand you know the, the the picture with him kind of like 
I don't almost groping the teenager in the red dress is really a really uh, creepy really one. Really creepy. I, and I, that one is that the, the one in the red dress. That's not even the creepiest frame from that video. He like is cupping her breast at one point. No, he is not. He yes, is not. He is. There's a lot of photoshops going on around that. That he's not cupping her breast at almost, any moment during almost, that video. Almost. However, it is creepy. Uh and it, and she she even notices it. The frame that they picked was with when he he kind of looks down She's looking down at it. He's like talking to the mom and she's looking down like, what's going on with his hand right here? <laughs> it is not. It, it's not pretty. It's creepy. Um, Joe Biden, uh, you know, lots of close hugging, leaning into the, to the 13 year old girl, uh, which is this daughter of uh, Chris Coons. That one's out there. Whenever. Uh, have you noticed when I'm, I'm voting, whenever there's children involved, it almost it almost always is unanimous. It yeah. shows you the results of the votes. You kind of figure that that is. Uh, yeah. There's one he's laying a big wet kiss on his mom, and that was just weird. Just look, weird. everyone loves. Yeah, like you love your mom, but uh, this is a wow. People are voting right. People are voting quickly now. Uh, <laughs> it is again. You can go to uh, bidenbracket.com. And this, we're going to re- reveal the winner. You can only vote for uh, uh, round one today. Yep. So round one's today. Mm-hmm. Then we go into uh, the round of 16 tomorrow. Uh, I think the round of eight is on Wednesday. And mm-hmm. then the final four and the final game will all, will all happen on Thursday, building up to the announced winner happening during the Glenn Beck program on television on Thursday, which happens to be the... Uh, candidate profile of joe biden the expose the dossier i'll tell you forget about all of the weird creepy pictures of him that is not what's going to stop him from being president and and i think i said on friday i think there's a good chance that he doesn't run because of what we're going to expose and i'm not saying that we're going to stop it it's it's going to come out this is the stuff that we have is it has been pulled from several different sources. Nobody's really put all of it together in 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 one place in the media and said, "Here's the case against Joe Biden," uh, and it is it's shocking. Make sure you join us now. Sign up blazetv.com/glen. blazetv.com/glen. Use the promo code Glen. Your, your subscription helps us do this kind of research and this kind of show, and you don't want to miss it. On Thursday, Joe Biden, wrong word, but you get it, exposed. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Uh, I got a note in about a week ago. My son was uh, sick with a bug that was going around, constantly coughing, runny nose. He was just miserable. Uh, after a few days of quiet, my wife got sick she still is now my daughter as well everyone around me is hacking and sneezing i was waiting for my turn and it wasn't happening and then i realized wait a minute it's because i'm taking field of greens every morning when i start my day hopefully i get my wife on board and my family on board on this field of greens field of greens is made with real usda organic fruits and vegetables and it helps boost your immunity using antioxidants prebiotics and probiotics it helps boost your system so you don't get sick. Go to BrickHouseGlenn.com and get 15% off your first order when you use my name, G-L-E-N-N, or call 833-746-4246, 833-746-4246, BrickHouseGlenn.com. Use the promo code Glenn, get 15% off 
You have a better you to gain, a healthier you to gain. Miss this uh, spring cold season. BrickhouseGlen.com. Going through these creepy photos on BidenBracket.com, you need to get involved. You need to find out who the creepiest picture of Joe Biden is. Go to BidenBracket.com. Welcome to the program, the Glenn Beck program. Pat Gray joins us. He just finished uh, taping his podcast, which you can hear uh, at uh, blazetv.com. Uh, and you can you can listen to him on Blaze Radio as they tape every morning. Uh, they You can hear it live. Uh, the podcast starts at 7 a.m. Eastern. 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 Central. Okay. Five months. <sighs> Four Pacific. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Hope. Uh, Hawaii time? Uh, I believe three in the morning. Okay, mm-hmm. good. Thank you yeah, very much. Nobody's getting up that time of day. Okay. All right. So we have uh, we have a lot. <laughs> well, you could be could be a very late night in Hawaii, and you could yeah, listen could to yeah, you. It's true. Um, all right. We we have a couple of things. First, I want to I want to get to AOC uh, over the weekend. This woman is an actress, uh, and she proved this weekend a very bad actress. There is something going on with the Democrats. They are they are inauthentic. And this is going to be their undoing. They are arrogant and inauthentic. Cory Booker, Spartacus, inauthentic. He's playing a role and he's bad. Uh, Barack Obama, in many ways, was playing a role. He played a role. Whenever he spoke in front of black audiences, his dialect changed. Van Jones, he says all the time he's a chameleon. He can change and, and morph into whoever he's around. He's probably the best at it. Uh, you had Hillary Clinton, absolutely inauthentic. You have uh, Elizabeth Warren, I'm a Native American, absolutely inauthentic. Now you have AOC. Now there was this great expose done by a guy named uh, Mr. Reagan. I, I don't, I don't know anything about him, uh, but we checked into all of the stuff that he talked about, and it was right. He's he claims that she is a basically a contest winner uh, with a with a Democratic progressive group, a Democratic socialist group. They were looking to cast a role and she was the best one that they could find. And so they have brought her along. That's how she won. Group is justice Democrats. Now, here she is over the weekend talking to uh, a group, uh, an an African-American group. And she decides that she's going to do her best Hillary Clinton and try to sound black. Listen. This is what organizing looks like. This is what building power looks like. This is what changing the country looks like. It's when we choose to show up and occupy the room and talk about the things that matter most, talking about our future. You know, Reverend, you bring up a a funny anecdote, and I'm proud to be a bartender. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with working retail, folding clothes for other people to buy. Stop, just a second. This is so insulting. It is. No one, no, everybody worked one of those two jobs, basically. Right. Right. Working at a restaurant or working at retail, everybody worked one of those jobs. And who who is criticizing people that wore bartenders or fold clothes? I don't know anybody. Nobody. This This is so insulting. Notice how slow she's talking. Yeah. And she's is, using incorrect grammar as if that's 
the black experience. I you don't gotta, feel no ways, Tard. <laughs> of course, referring Clinton. to Hillary Clinton. Do we have the Hillary Clinton? Before? I don't feel no ways, Tard. <laughs> I come too far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't feel no, no ways, ways Tired. All right, all right, all right. I don't know how she lost. I don't I, either. I don't know. Uh, this, is, this is crazy. Play the rest of the AOC. There is nothing wrong with preparing the food that your neighbors will eat. There is nothing wrong with driving the buses that take your family to work. Huh. Okay, who said there, there was? But uh, I, who knew she was all of a sudden so black? You want to talk about uh, cultural appropriation. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, wearing a dress that you think, oh, I love that. Wearing a, you know, wearing something that is Southwestern, uh, that is uh, Native American. That drives me nuts. It drives me nuts. That's not talking down. That's holding up. That's not stealing. That's holding up. That's saying, Mm -hmm. this is great. What is this? This is this is talking down. It's insulting. I think so. And uh, it shows what a panderer she is. Oh, my gosh. An actress. She's an actress. And a terrible one. Yeah. Again, a terrible one. Yeah. Just like Hillary was a terrible one. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's agonizing. But, you know, her, her brand of uh, socialism is, uh, is popular uh, with, with the millennials. Mm-hmm. And it's popular because the socialist countries on this planet are doing so well. You know, like uh, Venezuela, the, the people there right now, well, they might not be doing as well as they'd like. They are demanding right now. They're demanding power and water. Oh, my gosh. Well, <laughs> these people. power and, and water? Jeez. Oh, Can you believe you, it? You greedy bastards. <laughs> I can't. Why are you? Did you hear? Pick did you, one. Did you? Right? <laughs> okay, we can get you some water or maybe some electricity, but not both. <laughs> I mean, want... any moron knows if you mix electricity and water, it's a bad thing. Electrocution. <laughs> You're going right. to get yourself electrocuted. And we, uh, you ask for water, next thing you want is a straw. Yeah, oh and, the, and we gosh, know what that yes. does to the planet. Yeah, yeah. And you just expect it. We all know. Thank you, California, that you have to ask for water. What do you want? A socialist utopia? All of a sudden, <laughs> <laughs> you did you oh, see? Did man. you see Bernie Sanders coming out and said, "I am not." A, you know, look, I'm not a. I'm not a Soviet-style uh, socialist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Since when? Oh. You took vacation. You took your honeymoon yeah. to the back. Soviet Union. And I came mean, back and praised it. He yeah, loved it. I mean that's exactly who you are. He loved yeah. it. He says, "I'm, you know, I'm more a Norway guy." That's not socialism. That's a big welfare state on the back of a free market system. If you look, mm-hmm. they are more free economically than we are. They have less regulation. They have less of everything. They are able to actually start their own businesses in ways that we are no longer allowed to. Could we also talk about those Scandinavian countries and the kind of lifestyle they live? They don't live like Americans do. They live in tiny little boxes that are 920 square feet on average. Which is fine for them. Which is fine, and but and they love it, I guess, because the, the rest of their money goes to paying for other people's education They're and other people's culture. medicine. I love this. I saw this documentary. Um, uh, who was it that did it? Uh, I'll have to look it up. But I saw this documentary on it, and, they were, and the, the Norwegians were like saying, to think that you could make America into sweden or norway is ridiculous we we Mm -hmm. are a different culture 
We we Big were time. raised this way. This is totally different. This is not America. And then how many people were offended saying that they were socialists? They're like, we're not socialists. We're free. <laughs> They're also homogenized. Yes. And it's completely different than the United States. My son lived there for two years on his mission. And he said, you know, love the people, though he did. They're incredibly racist because they've not been subjected to any kind of diversity. And now they're being subjected to that. And they don't like it. Uh, and so I don't know if they're racist as much as they are pointing out what's going on in their country. They're, they're, they, possibly. They were very, very open. They're a very open society. I mean, when we were there, you weren't with me. Well, of course, now you're just too dangerous. Um, yeah. when the I dangers there, of Norway. Yes. Uh, don't don't laugh. This was in Sweden. When I was there, we went to one of the suburbs, uh, and it's there. It's 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 all segregated now. I mean, self segregation. The uh, the Muslims are living in in one area, and the non Muslims and the the Swedes are living in other areas. So we went in, and uh, it's where riots had been happening. And we went in with our cameras, and we were standing around. And all of a sudden, my security detail grabbed me by the collar and and everyone, they said to the car right now, right now, go, 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 go. And they were rushing us. And they said we were on the verge of a meltdown and you could see it in the camera shots. All of a sudden, we were surrounded by all of these Muslim men. Well, we come home and about three months later. See, um, uh, 60 Minutes in Australia was doing a report in exactly the same location, and they were beaten to a pulp. Wow. People don't understand. Wow. It is not a friendly place. It is hmm. the, 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 the Muslim communities there are very, very militant, and they do not want to become part of Sweden. They are there for the free stuff. Yeah, um, and they're getting free stuff on the backs of uh, the rest of the population. Yeah, um, but I wanted to mention this uh, new documentary that's coming out. Um, there's a film from a British director that's going to premiere 25 years after uh, O.J. Simpson went on trial for murder, and it is said to prove that uh, O.J. was a victim of a conspiracy. Oh, my god! And he's completely innocent <laughs> of the charges. <laughs> victim and of I'm, a conspiracy. I'm do excited we know, to see it. Do we know who who was buying the conspiracy? Was it Michael Jackson? Was that what they were doing? He was with the kids in the closet eating candy. Well, it doesn't plotting say... Plotting against O.J. Simpson. We do know this. We do know O.J. was desperately seeking the killer on golf courses all over America. <laughs> yeah. We know he was doing well, that. Where else? where else do you find people slicing... Every day. Every day. Yeah, golf, course. golf courses. Right. Exactly. Uh, well, if it wasn't for uh, Ron and Nicole conspiring together, this wouldn't have happened. Uh, Amen, that's, brother. Uh, hopefully Amen. they point that out. <laughs> so bizarre. Why, they're trying to rescue OJ? Yeah, he says uh, he says it's a compelling case, and and we shouldn't be rushing to judgment like we have over the last 25 years. That's it's 25 not a rush. Years it's not a rush. It's not a rush to judgment. <laughs> what do you want us to do? We rushed to judgment the first time. When he was on the road and people were standing on the bridges holding signs, run, OJ, run. That was that a rush was, to judgment. Rush. 25 years later, we're all like, yeah, he did, he did it. it. That's a, we've had time to think about it. <laughs> Clearly, he did it. 
American Financing Corporation, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. All right. So every home uh, home buyer is different, and it's really important to avoid the lenders with a one-size-fit-all approach, especially if their loan officers get paid a commission. Most do. Um, when you are working with a loan officer, they're not, they're not, they're not working for you they're working for you with the bank as its priority watch mary poppins returns i mean you can see it clearly another important documentary (laughs) very important (laughs) about the banking system (laughs) anyway uh they work on uh, they work on commission american financing does not and so they're really looking out for the right loan for you and they have access to all of the different loans uh, and there is a difference, as Stu has found out, as I have found out, and thousands of our uh, audience members have found out. American Financing can do it right for you and not get you behind the eight ball. AmericanFinancing.net. You're looking to buy a new home. You're looking to refinance. It's AmericanFinancing.net. AmericanFinancing.net. Or you can call them at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. Uh, welcome to the program. We're so uh, so glad that you're here. Um, we have a couple of things uh, uh, coming up. I, I want to go over some of the candidates that are running, and I just want to keep you up to up to speed on on how extreme these candidates are. And I feel compelled, strangely, right now, to tell you uh, that you need to keep a journal uh, and uh, keep a journal of what is what is going on and the facts. That are going on and write it on paper. Don't keep it on. Uh, um, don't keep it on electronic, but just keep a keep a journal of of who's running and what's going on and what the news is every day. Uh, it's uh, it's pretty remarkable. Today, we're, we're looking at um, uh, Pete Buttigieg, who is now strangely coming up uh, from behind. And uh, he's this this mayor from. What's a what's South Bend, Indiana, South Bend, Indiana. Mm-hmm. and uh, he is he's this soft spoken guy, but he is a socialist. N- n- make no bones about it. He, Certainly, most of the policies he's talking about now seem to be that direction. I'd no, love to hear from people in South Bend. He said over the weekend, he said over the weekend that uh, he is um, uh, he thinks the free market is destroying our our, our uh, democracy. I mean, there's a couple of problems with that. Um, he is he's talking about how the free market system is becoming an oligarchy. Well, that's you're right. And that's because we are not enforcing the rules of the free market system. We have a government that has gone bad and we should not have a, a democracy. We should have a republic. Democracies always die. They always die quickly. Um, the other thing I, I want to get into is um, that Hitler was not a socialist, that the Nazis were not socialists. It's time to correct this um, and and do it in a forceful way. And, and I started writing something the other day, and then I sent it around to some of the researchers, and everybody started adding <laughs> onto it. And, and that thing became just like 20 pages, but it's pretty thorough. Um it's not as it's not as thorough as as any of us would like uh, because you write a whole book on this, but it's a pretty good Cliff Notes uh, version on. Uh, no, he was he was a socialist and the and the Nazis were a socialist with all of the facts. You can find it at theblaze.com dot com or at glennbeck.com. dot uh, 
and uh, we're going to go over some of that uh, today because I think this is important to correct. And when you say you were worried about some of the candidates, do you mean uh, candidates for creepiest Joe Biden photo? Because I'm very worried about a lot of these candidates uh, right now at BidenBracket.com. They're not switching to the ones... Are people are people voting our way? Because if not, we got to take their vote away. Oh no, they seem to be definitely voting uh, <laughs> the way we would. I think for the most part, there's some controversial ones in there. I mean, this is the first round of the tournament, right? Yeah. You know, you've got a one seed. I mean, we we have 32 uh, pictures on this one, so it's like one seed versus a 32, right? Like, you, although I will say that the one versus 32, I would identify as the Joe Biden biker photo is the number one seed in the tournament. Mm. The 32 is a picture of Joe Biden leaning over and putting his hand on the thigh of Samuel Alito. And if that's the 32 seed, I mean, you can tell. <laughs> I kind of thought that one had a chance to, to yeah. advance in the tournament. No. But Go to BidenBracket.com. That's BidenBracket.com. And vote today. Uh, it is uh, day one tomorrow. Whole new bracket. But uh, we, we want you to vote today. We will be revealing the winning photo on Thursday's television show that you don't want to miss the truth about Joe Biden and it really has very little to do with him being hands-on bidenbracket.com you're listening to Glenn Beck uh, welcome to the uh, program our spotlight uh, this uh, this hour is uh, home title lock there was a there was a uh, an alert given out recently by the Manhattan district attorney's office. He just released a grand jury report noting that law enforcement has received 2000 complaints of deed fraud. And almost every case involved a faulty notarization notary. I don't even know. How do we come up with the notary thing? I don't even know what that means, Uh, but you can prevent this crime from happening. Somebody stealing your house just by signing up with home title lock.com. This is something actually is a growing crime. Uh, FBI says fastest growing crime in America. And it's a it's a bad one. If this one happens to you and you don't know it, uh, you're going to be paying for it for a very long time. Only people that can stand guard against this is HomeTitleLock.com. Find out if it's already happened to you and guard against it. HomeTitleLock.com. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the program. Uh, there is there is something happening uh, in America that I think the press is going to miss. Uh, and luckily, America has uh, Selena Zito on on her side because she didn't miss the last election. She called it and got it exactly right. And she is saying that there's there's somebody that could really hurt Donald Trump in the Rust Belt. Uh, And a lot of people write him off, and I wouldn't. We'll talk to Selena Zito in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Your biggest investment is your home, and when it comes time to sell it, sometimes you really don't want to. Sometimes you have to move. Uh, sometimes you you have to downsize or you have to you know, take a job someplace else, and you're like, this is the house we wanted to live in and our kids to grow up in forever. Uh, I know that feeling, and then when you have to sell it, you just, you just want it done. Please, just put this behind us. It's so stressful. The people that can help you sell your home fast and for the most amount of money 
are the people from realestateagentsitrust.com. They can help you sell your home because they are the experts. We've done a lot of homework on what it takes to be a good real estate agent. Most people don't even don't even know it. But it is um, because of my work with some of the 500 best real estate agents as a, as called by the Wall Street Journal every year. Uh, I was doing some work with them. And as I was trying to sell my house, I'm like, OK, so what does it take to sell a house? And I learned stuff about real estate that just nobody knows. I mean, you think it's oh, just listed. And no, it, it, there's a lot more to it than that. And you have to have somebody that you trust that really knows your market and your home. So realestateagentsitrust.com is what we came up with to put you in touch with those real estate agents that can sell your home or help you buy a home in the next town. There's nothing worse than being trapped in a car with somebody who is just going on and on and on about things that you don't believe at all. And you're like, okay, yeah, okay, just get me out of the car. These people have all been vetted personally by my team, uh, and they all are fans of the show, so they have your kinds of sensibilities and your values and they're the best in your area. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Selena Zito joins us. She's the co-author of The Great Revolt, uh, a must-read for anybody who wants to understand politics and what's really going on in America today. Uh, and she wrote an article in the New York Post how uh, Pete, is it booted edge? Boot edge edge? <laughs> how do you say it? Booted edge. It's like saying edge twice. Okay, booted edge. Booted edge. I can't say it. He can't <laughs> no, be president. Say okay, so Pete, <laughs> so Mayor Pete, uh, he, um, uh, you wrote how he could hurt Trump in the Rust Belt. First of all, explain who this guy is for most people who, who may not know him. So Mayor Pete uh, has been the mayor of South Bend, Indiana, since 2011. Youngest elected mayor at 29. Uh, he has uh, served our country. Um, he uh, is a Harvard grad. He what else, speaks eight languages. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and, yeah, I know. You feel really dumb when you say that. Yeah, I know. I can't, I can't even pronounce his last name. The guy speaks eight languages. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's deeply faithful. He's what does gay. that mean? Wait, wait. What does that mean, deeply faithful? Yeah, he takes his faith incredibly seriously. He's a devout Episcopalian. Uh, it's very much part of his life and, um, and um, how, how he, his worldview is held. Now, now, remember, though, Episcopalians tend to be much. Uh, there's a portion of the Episcopalians that are incredibly liberal. So I also think that's an important component to understand about his faith. Yeah, that's a social um, justice religion uh, many times. Um, Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes, yes. Um, and, and so he's, he's, he's very accomplished. And he made the decision that a lot of millennials make, and they come back, not a lot, but a, a sizable portion of millennials do, come, and they come back to their hometown and try to be part of, of fixing the problem. Uh, and so is he, so liked, is he liked in town? In town, he's definitely liked. But see, he's never had to run on any national issues. Mm-hmm. He runs, as you should always run when you're running for local office, is fixing the roads and the bridges and making sure that the garbage is picked up. And right? does he do a good job at that? Flight. Does he do a good job of that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, is the, is there a good job of this. Has there been corruption um, in his town, and has he cleaned it up? 
He, he has been working on that within his own administration. Uh, no, uh, okay, but good. you know, it's, yeah. all right. So, um, yeah, he, he in terms of being a good city manager. He does a good job of that. And in my interview, when I interviewed him, I also interviewed uh, that guy who's at the opposite end who has to work with him on things and they don't always agree uh, on on issues. His name was Jeff Ray. He was a Republican mayor from a neighboring town who now runs the chamber. So they have to work together a lot. Uh, so um, I thought that was an interesting component to put in there because you have to understand how he works with opposing views. Okay, so um, I, I saw, I, I read an article, and I have to apologize uh, for the last hour. I've been, I've been misrepresenting his position because I just heard the actual audio, and that's not what I, what it's not what I read um, uh, this morning. He is, is he a socialist or a capitalist? Um, well, um, I think he's, he. I think he tries to work, um, walk both lines. So if you, if in my interview with him, well, the thing here's what he has going for him, Glenn. He doesn't talk down to people. Yes. He'll eat a Chick Fil A. Yes. And he doesn't have a problem with that. Right. He's, and and he's able to talk about faith in an authentic way. Mm-hmm. Full stop. <laughs> what he does not have going for him is he's pretty far left. In our interview, he says that um, he supports a woman's right to have an abortion in the third trimester. He believes that we need to look at raising taxes. He's um, for a lot of these sort of freebies in terms of, of um, like, health care and childhood preschool education. Uh, How and, about college? Energy. He's, he also likes to have it both ways on that. He's not very defined on that. And on, in all honesty, in my interview with him, we didn't get in there. But we, we did get in there, and I think this is a really important component, um, is that on energy, he's a solar and a, uh, a wind guy. And I, I, I said to him, I said, look, we had 30% capacity last year. We have all these shale jobs, and we have the ability, the nuclear capabilities. He was not having anything of, of that. He wants to go full solar and, and, and full wind and be able to develop a battery so that we are able to do that. You would have a solar wind farm the size of California. Where does he want to put that? <laughs> I didn't say. Okay, but here, right in here, South Bend, I'm sure. Right, 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 right. in South Bend. <laughs> but here, here's what's really important. Here in western Pennsylvania, eastern Ohio, um, and, and, and other parts That's of the Midwest, energy jobs are crushing it. I mean, not only are, are, I mean, if you look at my story today in the Washington Examiner, I I interviewed the the head of the Labor Council Board in the the region, um, and he's the guy who got Connor Lamb elected in my district, and he's the guy who got Pam Iovino elected in that special election last last week. Why? Because he ran moderate Democrats who are fully supportive of these um, of these energy jobs. We've got kids that walk out of certain high schools um, who provide these technical uh, classes uh, that are able to walk out and start making $70,000 a year. In, in, in the Paris of Appalachia, where I live in Pittsburgh, that's a lot of money. 
and that also strengthens communities. And he, his name is Darren Kelly, and he tells me, look, if, if, if they come here talking about the new Green Deal, my guys are not going to vote for them. Mm-hmm. End of story. End of story. And I think that that is the challenge that I wrote, we wrote about in the Great Revolt um, in terms of a 2020 uh, election. So if he- Democrats go full left, they had a problem. So here's the thing that um, that uh, I see uh, uh, about him that um, I think is appealing. If America still is at all the America that I, I have always thought she was, um, because I don't think that the Democratic voters are haters. I don't think that Republican voters are haters. And I think they're really sick and tired of being called names, of being taught to hate. They just they don't want anything to do with it. And when I see this guy uh, who is gay, um, a that's a that's a huge that's a huge plus. If he becomes the nominee, that would be, you know, the first gay president. And, you know, it would be historic and blah, blah, blah. It would carry its own numbers with it Um, at the same time. He he's gay, but he's not. He doesn't hate Chick Fil A, which I which I think is so refreshing. He's still talking about faith. It plays a role with him, and it seems genuine. Um, And I think that's where Americans are. They may not they may not agree with religion here and there, but they don't hate God and they don't hate church. Um, you know, he's, uh, he's a guy that doesn't seem to hate America, seems to like America and he seems genuine where, where you've got Cory Booker and all the rest of them, even AOC is, you know, with her speech this weekend, I think she's becoming a phony. He seems genuine and he's not going to, he's not a puncher. And a lot of people would say that that's a bad thing going against Donald Trump. But I don't think you're going to punch Donald Trump out. You're going to have to you have to go the opposite way. And I think so far, this is the only guy that I've seen that might be able to do that. Right. Americans love aspiration. They love to be part of something bigger than themselves. And that's the thing that Mayor Pete has going for him. He served his country in Afghanistan. He, so he doesn't, like you said, he doesn't hate his country. He, he respects people of faith. He doesn't, he's not condescending. He, you know, he lives in South Bend, Indiana, the same exact town that Hillary Clinton refused to go to for a, an event at mm-hmm. Notre Dame University. Mm-hmm. Because why? I don't need to win over white Catholics. I got this. And he he doesn't take, you know, these voters for granted. So he has all that in his favor. Conversely, what he doesn't have in his favor are his policies. And we'll see how he navigates that through a primary. Uh, and, And if he's able to strike a balance on a lot of these things going left, he could be a formidable force against the president. But his challenge is going through the primaries. I think, Selene, it's going to be interesting to see because he's never faced any pushback. I mean, he kind of has come out of nowhere the last couple of weeks and so far has not seen the wrath of 20 other Democratic candidates who also want to win this nomination. I mean, do they have places to go? Because they can't beat him up on he's socialist. They are, they're all socialist, too, or at least believe in many of the same right. policies. What, where are they going to attack him? 
Well, I think they might attack him on being white. It might actually come down to that. A white male. Um, that's a real sort of problem with the with the woke crowd. Yeah. Um, if you saw the slate story about yeah. him last week, yeah. you saw the first sort of nibbles at that. Um, and which, so that's sort which of, they which they said gay isn't uh, intersectional enough. Just being gay doesn't make him a, a guy that understands the plight, right? Yeah, I don't know anybody that talks like that. Can I, don't I just either. say that? I don't know. I don't know him either. I have interviewed, you know, hundreds of Democrats just in the past few weeks. And when I say the word intersectional, they're like, wait, what? Okay, so, uh, so, you know, so, so, Selena, let me take a quick break. Come back in a minute. I want to ask you about that. I want to ask you, what do you think is really going on? What the heart of the Democratic Party is uh, when it comes to the people who are actually voting in the center of the country? What are they thinking and what are they feeling? We'll come to uh, Selena Zito uh, here in just a second. She She's the one that got it right on Donald Trump, and I mean really right on Trump, way early, because she talks to people. She's not one of these reporters that just flies in. She actually drives the country and talks to people. Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, Norton, Norton Security. When, when I say Norton Security, you know what it is. You know that it is a company that is a trusted name in the security online. You may not know anything else about it, but you know that it's been around for a long time talking about security and keeping people's uh, computers uh, safe. Now, Norton Security has just come out with uh, a VPN, Norton.com slash VPN. You may not know what a VPN is right now, but trust me, you're going to. Uh, I think VPNs are going to become extraordinarily important as everybody is monitoring everything that you do, everything that you look at, every keystroke as Facebook and Google is tracking you. A VPN stops all of that. Yeah. I mean, especially when you, not to mention all the data breaches, right? I mean, oh, yeah, gosh. They, they had a data breach that was supposed to affect 763 million people, and they did just revise it slightly to 2 billion. Oh, but that's it. But that's it. But just that's the 2 it. billion people. So there's no okay. need to protect yourself online at all. All right. No need. Don't worry okay, about yeah. it. Okay, yeah. Norton.com slash VPN. Price starts at about $3.33 a month if you go for the year subscription. It's Norton.com slash VPN. Protect yourself now. Norton.com slash VPN. Break for 10 seconds, then we're back to Selena. Selena, as you're looking at uh, the American people and you're looking at the Democrats, they are going further and further left. They're talking about uh, the end of the free market system, an end to capitalism. Uh, They are going for infanticide now, not just third term, but also infanticide. It seems to me they are overplaying their hand every step of the way. But I don't see the reaction from the Democrats who are in the country who, you know, for instance, you look over to England and and the people who have been members of the Labor Party for a long time are like, look, we're becoming anti-Semitic and crazy and I want nothing to do with any of this. But I haven't seen people walk away from it yet. What's happening? It's so true. 
really, it's really incredibly interesting dynamic, Glenn. So take a look at AOC's um, election in 2018. She won the primary vote, um, which is essentially where the election is held because it's a Democratic district. And she ran, she ran, she won that um, election. But look who she won. If you look at the exits, she won white intellectuals. She did not win minorities. She did not win the working class. So the Democratic Party has become uh, the, the, the party of white intellectuals that is carried by the press many of whom live in those same zip codes or share those values. But it's in great contrast with working class Democrats um, and suburban Democrats, suburban Democrats who, uh, um, who don't share those same values. What's important to them? Jobs, job creation, their, the, the health and welfare of their community, which means infrastructure uh, and, um, and, and just sort of a sense of um, peace and prosperity in the country. Those are the important values among working class Democrats and suburban Democrats. When it doesn't, it's not divided by color. You have to remember that a, a lot of working class blacks and suburban blacks uh, in the Democrat within the Democratic Party are also incredibly pro-life. So you do not see them being supportive of the third uh, trimester ab- abortion. And you don't, and, and suburban Democrats, who do you think that they want medic, which is essentially Medicaid for all, right? Let's be, let's be really honest. It's not Medicare for all, it's Medicaid for all. You know, that impacts their, um, their bottom line. You know, that impacts, they don't want to give their health care up to, to for everyone to have the same health care and for everyone to and for them to um, pay so for everybody to have the same health care. Is, is this just mass delusion on the on the part of the Democratic leadership? They are appealing to what they perceive is the ascending um, of electorates um, um, point of view. They believe that this is what this women, is the future. And young people, this is this is what what um, the Would Democratic you agree Party with them? is appealing to. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I I didn't think so, but I, I mean, I just don't I don't know any of I don't know anybody that that believes in these things, uh, and and yet I, I don't I see care. I don't see Democrats standing up and saying, "What the hell is wrong with you people?" Well, because look what happens when you stand up and say that. You get destroyed. You say that on social media. You say it in a story. You know, I interview people and they'll be like, you know, if I say my name, I'm, this is my life's going to become hell. You know, people are very, very reluctant to say this. But I think when we look at the first results coming out of these primary contests, we're going to understand much better how people feel. Remember this, and this was in our in the book, The Great Revolt. 34% of people who voted for Donald Trump didn't tell anybody. Not their wife, not their kids, not their, their co-workers, anybody. Mm. And I think wow. you find the same sort of dynamic with Democrats. Not that they're going okay. to support Trump, 
but that they're they're afraid to come out and say, okay. um, I'm not for 16 year olds voting. Uh, I'm not for destroying the electoral college. Thank I'm not you. for third year Appreciate it, yeah. Selena. Uh, she is she is the best. We'll have her back on uh, early and often. I want to talk to you a little bit about filter by. Uh, if you haven't noticed this uh, yet, there is a uh, at least in some parts of the country, there's that that green film on your car again. That is unlike one of the mayors and where was it? One of the Carolinas was like, and it was racist. They sprayed our car with no, you just left it out of the garage. That's called pollen. Anyway, pollen is in the air. And if you haven't changed your filters yet from all the crap that was in the air in your house and trapped in your house, you now have the extra burden. You have pollen and you've got to change your air filter to capture all of that. Otherwise, your your eyes are going to itch. You're going to be sneezing all the time. Change your filter and get rid of that stuff in your house. You can do it easily with filterby.com. They have over 600 sizes made here in the U.S. They have custom filters. And the best thing is you don't have to go to the hardware store, you know, uh, to 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 get it and remember and everything else. They'll just ship it to your door and you'll save 5% by have automatic shipping. It's filterby.com. That's filterbuy.com. Just check this one off your list. Filterby.com. You can read Selena Zito's article, How Pete Buttigieg Could Hurt Trump in the Rust Belt. Uh, that's uh, we'll, we'll tweet that out. Also get her book, The Great Revolt, available everywhere. Well, our social studies classes are uh, indoctrinating and uh, churning out uh, new socialists and new uh, democratic uh, thoughts. And I don't mean democratic as in, you know, the Democratic Party. I mean that we're a democracy, not a republic. We are a republic, and it does make a difference. It's very important. And socialism is uh, very important to define, but you'll notice we're not really defining that. Um, people are trying to define that as uh, really only Sweden. Of course, not not Cuba, not Venezuela, uh, not any place that it's failed. Well, it's failed every place. No, no, not Sweden. Not Copenhagen, not uh, Denmark, uh, not uh, not any, uh, not any of uh, those great countries, uh, you know, way up north with tulips and snow. Uh, that's not a socialist country. The prime minister of was it? It wasn't Sweden. Uh, I can't remember. One of the prime ministers came to the United States and said, I just want to make it clear. We are not a socialist country. And if you look at the freedom scale, they are more free in business than we are. They are more pro-free market than we are. They just have a gigantic welfare state. Now, the other thing is, is people are saying that Hitler was not a socialist. And it is important for people to know that there are many forms of socialism. But they all end up the same way because eventually you run out of uh, somebody else's money and you can't you can't keep the system going. And also, as our founders knew, when you put somebody really in charge and you make them a god, that's trouble. That's why all of our presidents recently have had way too much power. So we we put together something because the the Vox said, you know, the the Nazis weren't socialists and they did this big piece on it. And I started writing something. I started sending it around to the researchers on the team and everybody was like, no, 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 we got to add this. No, we got to add this. So it ended up to be less of a Cliff Notes version, but we could write a whole book on it. 
But I want to give you the, some of the highlights. It's available today at theblaze.com. Yes, Virginia, Hitler really was a socialist. People are saying that the Nazis were not socialists. Let me just give you some of the, uh, the facts. Uh, and they say that, that, that you know, they were, they were not socialists because of, you know, uh, several reasons. Uh, they were anti-communist. They were anti-Marxist. They were racist. They were nationalists. They were fascists. Well, let's, let's, let's take this one at a time. First of all, were the Nazis socialists? Well, yes. You know, Nazi was a pejorative. You didn't say that in the paper. You never called them Nazis. The Nazis, that was a pejorative word. They were the national socialists. That's what they were. And if you look back, Adolf Hitler and the Nazi party were very clearly socialist. They were, they, they, in fact, let me just give you this. In, um, in, I think it was 1923, 1920, uh, 1920. Here it is. 1920. They, they put together their basic declaration of independence. 25 points of what they wanted. And yes, it's riddled with anti-Semitic stuff. But I want you to listen to this because this is what Hitler, he arranged this meeting of 2,000 people and he stood up and he said, here's our platform. And later on refused to change a word of it. Not all, so, all the way to his death. Mm-hmm. Not one word of this platform was ever changed. We demand that the state be charged first with providing the opportunity for a livelihood and a way of life for the citizens. That can be found now in the new Green Deal. The first obligation of every citizen must be to productively work mentally and physically. That is in the communist uh, constitution. The activity of individuals is not to counteract the interest of the universality, the state, but must have its result within the framework of the whole for the benefit of all. Does that sound like uh, communism? Does that sound like what's happening in Venezuela? We demand the breaking of debt interest slavery. Does that sound like the socialists here? In consideration of the monstrous sacrifice in property and blood that each war demands of the people, personal enrichment through war must be designated as a crime against the people. We demand total confiscation of all war profits. We demand the nationalization of all previous associated industries. Now listen to that. Do you hear Elizabeth Warren and others calling for the nationalization of certain industries? Yes. We demand the expansion on a large scale of old age welfare. We're talking about that now. We demand the immediate communalization of the great warehouses and their being leased at low cost to small firms. The utmost consideration of all small firms in contracts with the state, county, or municipality. The state is be responsible for the fundamental reconstruction of our whole national education program. Does that sound familiar? Like free universal education? That they are in total control? The comprehension of the concept of the state must be striven for by the school as early as the beginning of understanding. We demand the education at the expense of the state of uh, outstanding intellectual gifted children of poor parents. We demand legal opposition to known lies and their promulgation through the press. Publications which are counter to the general good are to be forbidden. 
the good of the community before the good of the individual. For the execution of all of this, we demand the formation of a strong centralized power. This was their declaration of independence. This was what they said they wanted. And again, this was put into place in the 1920s, and it never, ever was changed. He didn't change even after he became a dictator. Not a single word. Now, one of the arguments is as well, they, they weren't the true socialist party. There were already socialist and communist parties. Yes, just as there are now. There are the Democratic Socialists here in America, the Socialist Party, the Green Party, the Communist Party. That doesn't mean you can't start a new, you know, Socialist Party today. And it doesn't mean that they're not all socialists. They all are socialists. Uh, the Nazis were fascists, not socialists, is another argument. Uh, and we know that socialism is left wing. No, the origins of right and left, really important. This is European because it started on the tennis courts of King Louis before the French Revolution. The lords and the and the and the ladies and the courtier were all they were all seated on the tennis court. And what was what happened was those who were loyal to the king were on the right. Those who favored a people's independence and democracy were on the left. Well, okay, wait a minute. You're telling me that people who believe in the Constitution would accept a king? Or a dictator? I don't care who it was. George Washington was against a king and a, and a dictator. And anyone who claims to be and is a constitutionalist is against all of that. Um, they were fascists. They weren't socialists. Well, no, uh, they were the National Socialist Party. Uh, fascism, you know, uh, wasn't really. You, you could look through all of the newspapers of the past, every single newspaper of the past. They were always called the National Socialist Workers Party. That's what they were called. Mussolini referred to himself in his own diaries 12 days before he died and, and was hung by a piano wire. He claimed he was a socialist. Well, was he a fascist? Yes. Was he also a socialist? Yes. His party was the Italian Social Republic. Well, Nazis only adopted the title of socialist for political reasons. No, actually... Um, a more fair assessment was that they were socialists and they also had other ideas like anti-Semitism. Every socialist leader at the time started the same way. They start with these grand, big ideas and it's all going to be utopia and then they try them out and then it doesn't work and it doesn't it doesn't achieve anything that's practical in the real world. And so instead they become a dictator and they turn to violence and torture and autocratic rule to maintain their vision. This has happened. Ask Mao. Ask Stalin. Ask Maduro. Ask President Z. Ask uh, Castro. Che. Lenin. Hitler. This is the way it ends. The Nazis were staunchly anti. Not, uh, quickly on that last one. Yeah. It's like I think a lot of people have trouble with that because Hitler did prioritize other parts of his platform of national socialism at many different points during his career. But it's like, 
uh, you know, and a lot of people, especially on the left, like people at Vox and stuff, don't you know have trouble with this one. But it's like if you were asked, like, what's your favorite? Uh, do you like peanut butter or jelly better? Peanut butter. Peanut butter. Does that mean you don't like jelly? Like, no. if you like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, and you say you like peanut butter more than jelly, that does not mean you don't like jelly. You're still eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, and this idea that you can't have more than one priority is is something that is only utilized by people who are trying to make a fraudulent argument on this. Like, they're, they're, they try to make it look like, well, at times, they say this a lot about communism. Well, he was against communists, and that supposedly makes him, uh, you know, anti-socialism, anti-communism. Well, that's just not the truth. They voted the same way. A lot of the programs were the same. They weren't an identical party. And the fact that he killed, I mean, people who are very similar kill each other all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at the Middle East. You have people who have slight differences in religion, and they wind up in you know multi-century battles. It's over like it. saying that Iran is not an Islamic country because uh, Saudi Arabia is an Islamic country, right. and they don't like each other. Right? Well, no, they have different <laughs> versions. Yes. You know, they're both, in my opinion, just as twisted, but they are enemies, and that is the difference between national socialism and international socialism which is communism and then combine those mild differences with a power struggle you get lots of murders and that's what happened in this case yes nazis were racists and we all know that socialism socialists aren't racists what what first of all uh let's look at their racism yes they were very very racist but this comes from marx marx the jewish question 1844, an Hmm. an, an essay, The Jewish Question. What is the worldly religion of the Jew? Huckstering. What is the worldly God? Money. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. You can read this uh, at the blaze. But please, please, socialism needs a boogeyman. It needs one. It has to have an enemy of the people. And so they each find their own enemy of the people. In the Americanized version of socialism, it's Gordon Gekko or Donald Trump or even the white man, the banker, the Jew. You're seeing the Jew happen again over and over and over. It has to it becomes racist because you need to shove people and people don't like to kill other people. But eventually you have to get there. It's why we're seeing such hatred. Today, the Communist Party is rounding up Christians and Muslims and Uyghurs, placing them in concentration camps. Hitler had the same thing. Today, the Chinese leader Xi is doing it with Facebook and Google. You have racism, socialists, Margaret Sanger, anti-black, Bernard Shaw. Everybody loves George Bernard Shaw. He was the first to dream up using a gas chamber to, quote, gently and humanely remove those from society that were no longer having a productive use. And Richard Spencer, I'm going to leave it at him. Richard Spencer, he's the American Nazi. And that's right wing, correct? Richard Spencer is a Nazi that rejects the U.S. Constitution He does not believe in the Bill of Rights. He is pro-universal health care. He is pro-free, segregated college education. 
He is in favor of government-funded abortions. He's not right-wing. You take away his virulent racism, and he's a supporter of Bernie Sanders or AOC. It's important that we learn what socialism leads to every time, because socialism is merely a stepping stone. A welfare state is different than socialism. All right, let me tell you a little bit about uh, Delta Defense. That is the United States Concealed Carry Association. They want they want people to hit the range tomorrow with a brand new gun. Uh, they want to have a conversation with you, but they thought, you know, let's let's start this conversation the right way. Let's see if we can get you a brand new gun. So they're giving away 19 free guns. So what kind of gun is it? It is one of the most popular double action pistols in the world today. It's often the gun choice of law enforcement officers, civilians, and our military. Its accuracy makes it an ideal concealed carry gun, and it can be used as a perfect training gun right out of the box. It's also the gun I am the best shot at. Uh, What gun is it? All you have to do is text the word BECK to 87222. You do that right now. It'll reveal the identity of the gun. It will lock in your 19 free chances to win it this week. It's Beck, B-E-C-K, at 87222. It'll also send you some information on why you should join the United States Concealed Carry Association. Just text the word Beck to 87222. 87222. Use the word back and lock in your 19 chances to win a brand new gun. All right, Glenn, we have a quick game of uh, Guess the Candidate. You know, there's 18 candidates on the board. I'm going to give you a quick quote on a couple policy positions. You have to guess which candidate this was. All right, go ahead. I believe in some form of universal basic income. I'm pro single-payer health care. All of them? Well, most, yeah, I think pretty much all of them would fit. Do you want to take a guess at a specific? Uh, give it to me again, quickly. Uh, I believe in some form of universal basic income. I'm pro-single-payer health care. Uh, Bernie Sanders. Uh, no, uh, Richard Spencer, head of the alt-right. That is a quote from him. <laughs> the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So some uh, big news today, and I mean, it's not a surprise to anybody who's been paying attention, but the president has just announced that the Iranian Revolutionary Guard, officially a terrorist organization, according to the U.S. What does that mean for us? What does that mean in Israel, especially the week of the election of uh, Benjamin Netanyahu? We go to an expert and a good friend of the program who knows all about it. Eric Stackelbeck, when we continue the show in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Nana, you know, as I, I look at where we're headed and I see how this thing happened in Venezuela, uh, we could be headed for real trouble, lightning fast. Uh, master, math, massive power outages are now deadly in Venezuela. Uh, you see activity in North Korean missile sites. China is is hacking into the Pentagon. All of these stories that we're we're not really paying so much attention to. We should be paying attention to what's happening on our border could cause real chaos. We shut down the border. That's real chaos. Could could you last for how long? Could your family hold and be okay 
if things just shut down for a while. You remember, remember in the Great Depression, we shut the banks down. I mean, it was a it was it was a bank holiday. Could you survive with a bank holiday? Your credit card wasn't of any use. When it's breaking news, it's too late to prepare. Please go to my Patriot Supply for emergency food supply. That that's just like a two week food kit or a seventy two hour kit. Right now, a two-week food kit is the way to go. You can order at a special price of only $75 when you go to preparewithglenn.com. Two weeks of food, breakfast, lunch, dinner. I think it's 2,500 calories a day. That is, that's good food that you can actually use, and it'll last up to 25 years just in case. Preparewithglenn.com. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner for $75 for two weeks. This is the way to prepare. Prepare yourself so there are no surprises in your life. And when you are surprised, you're like, I got it taken care of. Preparewithglenn.com. That's preparewithglenn.com. Eric Steckelbeck is uh, with us now. Eric is the uh, director of Christians United for Israel, the Watchman Project, and the host of The Watchman. Uh, Eric, welcome to the program. Good to talk to you. Glenn, good to be with you. Uh, so, so I want to talk to you about the, uh, the Washington Summit that, that uh, is coming up in, in July. And I'm such a big supporter of, uh, um, of uh, all of the work that um, Christians United for Israel does. Um, and you in particular. But first, let me start with any thoughts on what the president just said about the Iranian Republic Republican Guard being a an official terrorist organization. Yeah, Glenn, this is ma- a major announcement, first of all. Second of all, it's long overdue. Look, yeah. I think the best parallel with the Iranian Revolutionary Guards, IRGC for short, Glenn, I compare them to the Nazi SS. They answered, just like the SS, they answered directly to Hitler. The Revolutionary Guards answered directly to Iran's supreme leader, Ayatollah Khamenei. And just like the SS, the Revolutionary Guards have their own, I guess you would say, economic or financial stakes all throughout Iran. They have uh, made themselves into a big business where they control shares in the Iranian economy, uh, Iran's oil sector, and the Iranian nuclear weapons program. All of this, Glenn, was spearheaded and controlled by the Iranian Revolutionary so, Guards Corps. Not only that. Oh, go ahead, Glenn. I'm no, sorry. go ahead. Go ahead. Not only that. Yeah, in terms of the terrorism designation that we made today, that the State Department made today, look, the main thing, the IRGC, the Revolutionary Guards, they are in control of Iran's external operations throughout the world. That means, Glenn, they are in control, complete control, of Iran's terror apparatus, whether that's in Lebanon, Iraq, Syria, Yemen, or yes, right here in the Western Hemisphere where we've seen Iran and Hezbollah strike over the past few decades. So the, the Iranian Revolutionary Guards Corps are the power brokers in that regime and the terror masters in Iran. Why did the president do this today? You know, I think it's long overdue, number one. It it was the right thing to do, just as the Jerusalem Embassy, uh, the Golan uh, Declaration, the right thing to do. Look, a lot of people would say the elections tomorrow, obviously, uh, the Israeli election, Benjamin Netanyahu uh, looking for re-election. He's probably, I'm sure, uh, in support of the IRGC being designated as a terrorist entity. But uh, no matter the timing, it's a good thing, Glenn, and it's long overdue, because if we're serious about confronting this Iranian regime and their their terror tentacles 
throughout the world, the Revolutionary Guards is the place to start. They are the head of the snake when it comes to Iran's uh, terror apparatus. And by the way, the State Department, Glenn, over the past few decades has recognized Iran as the world's number one state sponsor of terror. That's both mm-hmm. Democrat and Republican administrations, but this is the first administration to actually act on it in this way. We have such a turning of the tide uh, with uh, Israel internally. You have the president, um, you know, moving the embassy, the Golan Heights, which is if anybody's ever been there, you stand at the Golan Heights and you're mm-hmm. like, there's no way that, that Israel could ever let this go. They're dead if they let that go. It's strategic land. You have to have it's literal high ground. Um, then Benjamin Netanyahu said the, quote, occupied territories are not occupied territories. And he said he's going to give control of uh, of those uh, to the Jewish settlements. What does that mean? Well, I think, number one, with the Golan, Glenn, uh, you're absolutely right. Strategic, strategic, strategic. Look, that is the high ground. Whoever controls that controls the high ground. In past days before 1967, when Israel seized control of the Golan, in a defensive war, by the way, against Syria and Egypt, Syria controlled the Golan. That meant, Glenn, they could rain missiles down on the Galilee below. It's a non-starter for Israel to give that up. Common sense. Uh, Number two, I think, with the territories, he's talking about Judea and Samaria, Mm -hmm. uh, the the West Bank. Judea and Samaria, from an Israeli perspective, number one, is absolutely essential uh, from a security sense. Mm -hmm. Uh, Until there's a a, a Palestinian authority under Mahmoud Abbas that that shows that it's serious about peace, that's serious about recognizing Israel's right to exist, it seems like a a no-brainer for Israel to hang on to that territory just from a security perspective. In the past, when Israel disengaged from Gaza, pulled out of southern Lebanon, unfortunately, Glenn, they were greeted with rockets and missiles. There's also the the, the important factor, look, Judea and Samaria is the biblical heartland of Israel. The Jewish people were living there 3,500 years ago. So that's also a strong factor in that decision by Prime Minister Netanyahu. So, Eric, we have uh, uh, we have the election tomorrow. Is he going to win Netanyahu? It's tight. I'll tell you, Glenn, I was talking to some folks, contacts on the ground in Israel just just over the weekend, and it's close. For sure. I'm I'm not a prognosticator with it. I would say that Prime Minister Netanyahu has the inside track. Uh, What does it mean if he loses? It's going to be very good. What what does it mean if he loses? It's going to be interesting. I mean, he obviously has had a great relationship with President Trump, number one. Uh, Number two, he's been very friendly to evangelicals. From a security perspective, it's unclear. Benny Gantz, who's the main competitor, Glenn, look, the blue and white party in Israel, which is the main competitor going against Prime Minister Netanyahu, Three of their top four men are former generals, Benny Gantz, Moshe Alon, and Gabi Ashkenazi. You would think they would have a, a pretty strong stance on security. Uh, I've interviewed Benny Gantz. He, he's an impressive guy when it comes to security issues. He was the chief of staff for the Israel Defense Forces, just to give people a little bit more background on him. So he's got definitely security credentials. Uh, so unclear how things change from a security perspective. Will he be less aggressive, more aggressive? taking on Iran, for instance. What about Gaza? Gaza continues to flare up, it seems like, every few weeks, Glenn, with Hamas. That's a persistent problem. Then we have southern Lebanon, where Hezbollah, that Iranian proxy, has some 150,000 
rockets and missiles aimed at every inch of Israel. So whoever the next prime minister is has a tall order for sure. But at the same time, Israel's making great strides internationally, Glenn, and new relationships in India, in Africa, in Latin America. So the so, security the security challenges remain, but some exciting things happening, positive the, things as well. The blue and white party, how are they? Are they... Are they more socialists, less social? Are they friendly to the West as, as, as Benjamin Netanyahu and the Christians? What, what do they stand for? Do you know? Yeah, I think middle of the road, Glenn. Uh, truly, I would say a moderate party. Uh, from an Israeli perspective, definitely not on the socialist left end of the spectrum. That would be the Labour Party in Israel, which is really struggling right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I would say middle of the road when it comes to more social, uh, culturally, you would think they'd be more hawkish from a security perspective, since, again, they do have three generals among their top uh, three members there. Um, In terms of the West, absolutely, they'll be friendly. I've interviewed uh, Moshe alone and Benny Gantz, who are two. Benny Gantz is obviously the top guy. Uh, Moshe alone is kind of second or third in that blue and white party. Both very friendly to America, to the West, uh, friendly to Christians, in my experience, for sure. Uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu has had a uniquely uh, close relationship with the evangelical community in the United States. But look, Gantz and Yalone, in my experience, have been friendly as well. So, um, I, you know, I think Netanyahu has the inside track. I might be wrong, but it seems like he's got the inside track right now. But at the end of the day, it is going to be very, very close. This might be uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu. Look, he's been in power since two, February 2009. This will probably be his closest election yet, I would say, because Gantz is a formidable opponent with that with that military background. Uh, we're talking to Eric Stackelbeck um, from ericstackelbeck.com. He is uh, a good friend of the program. He is a, a guy who has been watching this for, for decades now. Um, that's weird to say that, isn't it, Eric? Uh, and uh, you go way back. I know. And you're with Christians United for uh, Israel's Watchmen project. You're the host of the Watchmen, which is uh, seen Friday nights at 1030 Eastern on TBN. Um, uh, tell me about the uh, the uh, Kufi uh, summit that's happening in July. Yeah, Glenn, you've spoken at the summit before. This is the I big one for, for uh, and we loved having you. You know, it's uh, it's the big one from a pro-Israel perspective. Uh, some fifty five hundred, maybe six thousand uh, pro-Israel Christians and Jews will pack the Washington Convention Center in D.C. in the heart of the nation's capital uh, and advocate for a strong U.S.-Israel relationship. Uh, we've had in the past two years, Vice President Pence in 2017. Last year, Ambassador Nikki Haley were the keynotes. This year, Ambassador David Friedman, who's our first ambassador at the U.S. Embassy in Jerusalem, wow. he'll be speaking. Dennis Prager will be there. Of course, Kufi's founder and chairman, the one and only Pastor John Hagee will be speaking and some, some very special guests for sure. Uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu or whoever the Prime Minister is uh, will deliver a satellite address. Uh, to the summit. We'll have some special guests from the Trump administration as well. We can't announce them yet, but uh, they're coming. So it's going to be big. And I think the key thing, Glenn, is not only will we get together and, and we'll voice our support for, for Israel and the strong U.S.-Israel relationship, but a key thing about it is we lobby on Capitol Hill. You have thousands of pro-Israel Christians will fan out on the Tuesday of the summit. By the way, the dates are July 7th, 8th, and 9th. Uh, coming up in just three months. But look, we will go to every member, all all 50 states, and we will lobby them uh, in support of a strong U.S.-Israel relationship. And 
and legislation, Glenn, that benefits U.S. Uh, the U.S. and Israel from a security perspective. Look, the ta- we've lobbied in the past on moving the embassy to Jerusalem. Also, the Taylor Force Act, real quick, it passed into law last year. Basically, that holds the Palestinian Authority accountable for support of terrorism. I don't know if the listeners might not know, they might know, that when someone is killed, when a Jew or an American, Taylor Force was an American, when they're killed by a Palestinian terrorist, that terrorist and his family receive a lifetime stipend from the Palestinian Authority. We call it pay to slay. And by the way, in years past, U.S. taxpayer dollars were going to the Palestinian Authority and Mm -hmm. going into the pockets of these folks. That's all finished now, but we lobbied for that. So a lot of exciting things going on during the summit. Uh, We encourage everyone to come. Go to CUFI, that's C-U-F-I.org, and you can learn more. I will tell you, the the work that CUFI does is some of the most important work um, on this issue, and uh, I don't endorse a lot of uh, programs or or uh, or groups. Kufi, without a doubt, I stand with, and uh, it's an honor to stand with them uh, for Israel and what you guys do on that week when people come in for this summit. What you do in lobbying makes a world of difference, and even more so today with what we have going on with the left. Eric, thank you so much. We'll talk again. God bless. Thanks, Glenn. You bet. Eric Stackelbeck. Uh, our sponsor this half hour is Relief Factor. Heather in Louisiana, she just wrote in. She said, Glenn, I love Relief Factor. I know the difference when I don't use it, and I've been a loyal customer for the last two years, and I tell everybody I know about it. I shared my packets with a fellow police officer so he could try them. We love working out. We always talk away, talk about ways to stay pain-free. Thank you, thank you, thank you for turning me on to this wonderful product. It is Relief Factor. Relief Factor is 100% drug-free and created by doctors. There's a three-week quick start, and it's only $19.95. 70% of the people who order the three-week quick start go on to order more. But you got to take it as directed. Get your life back with Relief Factor and their three-week quick start, only $19.95. If you want a drug-free, natural way to ease your pain and get your life back, this is it. It's relieffactor.com. We break now for 10 seconds, stay. ID. So it's um, it's quite amazing. There's a story out from John Solomon, uh, who we'll have to talk to again later this week. The Ukrainian law enforcement officials believe they have evidence now of wrongdoing by American Democrats and their allies. Uh, in Kiev, ranging from the 2016 election interference to obstructing criminal probes. They have been trying to get the Trump Justice Department to act, but nobody seems to be interested in this. And I have a feeling that the uh, Trump administration might become interested in this uh, soon. The the problem is that uh, people on both sides are dirty. It was, you know, this is this is what they got Paul Manafort for. And they should. But there are many people involved. A lot of them are Democrats and some of them big, including Vice President Joe Biden. Uh, And nobody wants to pay attention to this. We're going to lay this case out on Thursday, and this will be a, a good 20 minute lay the case out, let you see it. It's not just the Ukraine. I think there's even a stronger case against Joe Biden in China. 
This is a corrupt guy. And the corruption from the Russians is clear, not just on Biden, but elsewhere. And the Ukrainians are like, why won't anybody take this about the Democrats? I mean, you all asked for it for the Republicans. What about the Democrats? That's a good question. It's a very good, good question. question with a very obvious answer. Uh, but yeah, at least to us in the United States. That's a good uh, point, by the way, Glenn. Uh, Thursday is this show. It's on uh, your 5 p.m. program, uh, Eastern Time. You can join Blaze TV and watch it. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn. Save 10 bucks off your subscription. Of course, you get all the other shows as well, including uh, this one, The News and Why It Matters, and Mark Levin, and Stephen Crowder, and all of them. We'll eventually make this available on YouTube so you can pass it on to your friends, but it's important to us that that you join us and you subscribe uh, because that's what helps us do this. Uh, it helps us spend the time. We've, we've had meetings on this show for the last three weeks. Uh, just had one this morning. Uh, to make sure that it's all buttoned up and it's it's really good. There's a lot of man hours that goes into yeah. stuff like this, and we need your support. And you can do that by joining us at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Make sure you use the promo code Glenn. That's an important uh, important aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's always good. We get a lot of help from uh, listeners in, in these kind of investigations that give us little tips and, and places to go. And that's kind of what's happening right now at BidenBracket.com. Which... <laughs> Joe Biden picture is actually the creepiest. Mm-hmm. There's such a there's a there's a big academic debate going on now in our nation's universities as to which Joe Biden picture is the most creepy, which one gives you the skeevy feeling the most. And I will say it's very difficult. That's why we've laid out BidenBracket.com the way we have. You can right. look, you can enlarge the photos, you can you can examine them, mm-hmm. see like which like, you know the erector pili muscle is the muscle that controls the goosebump. If if that start if your erector pili muscles all over your body really start standing up, that w- that that might be a, an indication of which one of the two photos you should vote for in, a, in an NCAA tournament style bracket that you've, will give us the results on Thursday. You've uh, you've really kind of distracted me from anything you were talking about. Um, a that you know the elector electro erector pili electro pili muscles, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've never thought of goosebumps as muscles, which made me go, man, the body is amazing. <laughs> it is really it is freaking really weird. Really amazing. It's legitimately like the only fact I remember from elementary science class. Erector pili muscles, because our teacher used to always say it like very, he's erector pili muscles. And I always remember that dumb fact. Really? Whether it's true or not, honestly, I've never looked yeah. it up. I yeah. assume it's true, uh, but I remember it. You from know, it's great. We have elementary. staff now that can look that up. I, got, I mean, I got, I got Google too. Erector pili well, muscles. Well, that's our staff, it's Google. I mean, oh, yeah, we don't obviously. really have research people, we just have Google. Yes, erector pili muscles, small muscles attached to hair follicles in mammals, known as go- uh, goosebumps. That is amazing. So, uh, the body is an amazing machine. It's really crazy. It really is. Uh, and but so anyway, is Joe we were, Biden. We were talking uh, about Bidenbracket.com is the place to go. Yeah, do that now. Uh, you have to vote for, uh, we, we have 64 pictures? It's 32. It's 32 pictures. Um, we set it up this way because there's a bunch of ways we could have done it, but this way you don't have to register. You don't have to go through all that hassle. Like I, a lot of these. Oh, no, the, I don't want to do I, it, This way, I mean, look, it's. I mean, it's science, but I don't know if it's as vital as you know, curing cancer. Right. So, so it's not a collection. We're not trying to collect data on anybody. We no. just all we want is your vote, mm-hmm. uh, and, and then we'll release the. Uh, and believe me, on the Thursday show about Joe Biden, this is going to play about twenty seconds of it. No, but it's important. We're going to announce the winner. It is important. It is important. Mm-hmm. But the, while everybody else <laughs> is focused on something that is just creepy, we're going to show you the criminal side of Joe Biden, and that is on Thursday. Please join us. 
at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Beck, or sorry, use the promo code Glenn uh, and, uh, and help us out. We sure would like you to subscribe and join us on Thursday. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Ah, X chairs. I love this X chair. It's like a recliner. In fact, it's more comfortable than the chair I sat in. We were watching uh, something called Conference uh, this weekend with our church. We were at home. And this is more comfortable than the couch. Yeah, it's important to note, too, that you can actually get work done in it. Because like, yeah. sometimes you sit in recliners and you don't yeah, but you you kind of fall asleep. Work. I don't really call this work. Oh, not this. I'm saying yeah. actual yeah, you know, people functioning who are out members there, yeah. of society. Yeah, if you're, if you're somebody that's actually working, <laughs> yeah. this chair is great. We're not actually working. We no. just sit in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then yap about how great. Boy, man, isn't this a great chair? It's a really great chair. Mm-hmm. And then we've convinced a whole company that this is work. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Fantastic. They're pretty stupid people. <laughs> a lot of stupid people on earth. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, X chair, go to X chair back, a great office chair. Uh, check it out. You, you can try it for 30 days. If you don't love it, just ship it back. It's no big deal. Eight, four, four, four X chair, eight, four, four, four X chair. You get a hundred dollars off at X chair, and a free, free foot rest as well. X chair, Go there now. We have crashed the site that hosts Biden Brackets several times this morning, so be patient. This is an important piece of science. What is the creepiest science, photo man. of Joe science. Biden? This is the Glenn Beck program. I, I just I want to share with you one of the more disturbing stories I've read in USA Today in quite some time. Conservatives takeover of the Supreme Court stalled by John Roberts, Brett Kavanaugh, bromance is the headline. Uh, Oh, the conservative takeover of the Supreme Court that was anticipated following Donald Trump's two selections has been stalled by a budding bromance between the senior and junior justices. Oh, Chief Justice John Roberts and the court's newest member, Brett Kavanaugh, have voted in tandem on nearly every case that's come before them since Kavanaugh's joined the court in October. They've been more likely to side with the court's liberal justices than other conservatives. Uh. The two justices, both alumni of the same District of Columbia-based federal appeals court, have split publicly only once in 25 official decisions. Their partnership has extended, though less reliably, to orders the courts has issued on abortion funding, immigration, the death penalty, in the six months of Kavanaugh's bitter Senate confirmation battle that ended in a 50-48 split. Roberts and Kavanaugh have obvious reasons for their reluctance to join the court's three other conservatives in ideological harmony. They do? Yeah, yeah, listen to this. Mm. The chief justice has voiced concerned about the court being viewed as just another political branch of the government. Oh, so the answer to that is to play politics and and try to, you know, show some sort of future, you know, uh, history can look back at us and say, we we did the right thing. We went left when we could have gone right. Uh, That sort of posturing, not at all part of the job description of a Supreme Court justice, is the right thing to do. I got it. Kavanaugh, a former top White House official under George W. Bush, who was accused of a sexual assault in the 1980s during his confirmation, may be just laying low. Justice Kavanaugh seems to share some of the chief justices in 
institutional concerns, oh. but I also think he cares about his own perception as an even-handed oh. judge. No, not another Roberts. No, yep. no, no. Yep. Oh, I'm chief, very worried about Kavanaugh. I am too. I, I mean, he Roberts wasn't on the is list. a lost cause. Yeah, he wasn't yes. on the list. Can we make this point yet again? The, tr- the initial list that Donald Trump put out had 21 Supreme Court justice possibilities during the election. Uh, when he was elected, and a big portion of him getting elected was because of this list, it made a lot of conservatives, we heard people call in droves saying, this was the reason I'm voting for Donald Trump. The reason This was all approved by the Federalist Society. They went through a real process with it. They He got elected and they picked Neil Gorsuch, one of the best ju- justices on the list, I thought. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a great pick. And he's been great. Mm-hmm. And then... After that, with very little fanfare, they added five names to the list. One of those names was Brett Kavanaugh. I and I, I have no evidence to think that she would be bad per se, but another one of those was Amy Coney Barrett. And the the idea that we now have to pick off of this list, there's still 20 names on the original list that are not Supreme Court justices. Why we can't pick one of them? When we have new Supreme Court justices, I don't know, but that's another thing that makes me nervous about Barrett, despite she also doesn't have a very long track record. She seems great, but Kavanaugh didn't seem great. I mean, we were not excited about Kavanaugh as a pick. I I was very defensive of him as being falsely accused or having his life run over by accusations with no evidence. I was not a fan of him. But he makes me very nervous, and the the initial indications are not positive on Kavanaugh. So, So listen to this. Now, remember, this is USA Today. This is USA Today. Mm -hmm. Similarities between the two men are striking. Despite their decade apart in age, Robert 64 is an earnest and soft-spoken, but pointed in his questions to both sides during oral arguments. Kavanaugh, 54, is more demonstrative, but he tempers that with an inquisitive, open-minded manner. Whatever their reasons, the Chief Justice and the newest justice together have provided ballast for a court in transition. Following Kavanaugh's replacement of retired Justice Anthony Kennedy, Roberts has become the court's swing vote, and Kavanaugh often appears to be his wingman. (laughs) Example uh, include the court's action last October, giving those challenging a citizenship question in the 2020 census. Additional information about the plan, its refusal in December to consider Republican-led states' efforts to fund Planned Parenthood. It's ruling in February that Texas cannot execute a prisoner who claims to have an intellectual disability. In all three of those actions, Associates uh, Clarence Thomas and Neil Gorsuch dissented. Associate Justice Samuel Alito made known his opposition uh, in two of them. Roberts and Kavanaugh appear to have voted with the court's liberals, though the breakdown was not made public. Their differences have been rare but noteworthy. In addition to one public vote to a criminal procedure case, Roberts sided with the liberals in temporarily blocking a Louisiana abortion restriction while uh, Kavanaugh would have let them go into effect. Hmm. And while they refused to hear New Jersey County's uh, effort to include churches in a historic preservation program in a Washington State high school coach's plea to conduct prayers on a football field, Kavanaugh warned of the need to protect religious liberty. Kavanaugh, perhaps, is seeking a low profile, has voted with the majority in almost every case so far, unless he is the author, which usually means just signing on to the opposition or the the opinion, but often writes separately to explain his vote, a habit he picked up at the U.S. Court of Appeals. Kavanaugh has always had more of a moderate streak 
even on the D.C. Circuit, says Josh Blackman, South Texas College Law Associate Professor who follows the Supreme Court. Oh, great. He feels the need to explain himself that he's not that right wing. Oh, because this is, you know, as a Supreme Court justice, you'd hope that the unfair treatment Kavanaugh received uh, in his hearing would not change him at all. But as a human being, we all know that going through an experience like that will probably change you one of two ways. Number one, if you want to assign this to Clarence Thomas, the Clarence Thomas way, which is you get falsely accused of something, you get beat up in the press for a million years, and you become rock-ribbed. You are never going, you are going to go and never, ever try to please the media, try to please the historians. You are going to keep your, you're going to go with the Constitution 100% of the time, even if you're the only vote and it looks super mean. That's the Clarence Thomas way, if you want to summarize it that way. The other way is this sort of John Roberts way, where you are now, to show that you swear you're not super mega right wing like he were portrayed, you start you know siding with the left a little bit more often, and you start going that way. Early indications, I will say they're s- somewhat mixed. As you pointed out, the, the case mm-hmm. um, uh, on, on abortion mm-hmm. in Louisiana was a good ruling by Kavanaugh, but I wonder... If what we wind up with here is someone who's constantly trying to please the future historians, and that is a disastrous well, formula. Good news. Next term beginning in October may include major cases on abortion, immigration, gay rights and gun control. Also, the third debate in the court over Obamacare. And for justices in their 50s and 60s with lifetime appointments, there will be many, many years perhaps even decades in which to evolve Mm. or stand firm. Yeah. And this is another thing where you hear this from the media all the time. Remember the fear when Kavanaugh was going through? It had nothing to do with whether Kavanaugh was touching women in high school. I mean, it has nothing to do with that. It was about, hey, what is this guy going to do? If it's a right-wing court, they're going to overturn, you know, uh, Roe versus Wade and all of these other things and make it seem as if it's going to be the most conservative uh, Supreme Court ever. And we kept pointing out, have you watched John Roberts for 10 seconds? There is no chance that John Roberts, given the opportunity, would come down on the right side of Roe versus Wade. Nope. He sucks. So there you, what you do if you get Kavanaugh to be on the right side of something like that is you get to four votes, not five, four. There is no way Roberts is going to take a stand against a big you know, sort of cultural issue where he believes he will be on the wrong side of history on it later on. I mean, the chances of that happening are so minuscule and neither one of them have shown any bravery in this sort of area. So the idea that this is really in doubt is such a far you know, fetched sort of like fever dream of, of liberals to get people out to vote. It's like, they're just like, well, this is the handmaid's tale. It's like, this is not the handmaid's tale. John Roberts is essentially one of you on controversial issues. Uh, he's been wrong on all of these things. He continues to try to please the media and historians. You know, I, the new book shows that he changed his vote on Obamacare because he knew how important insurance was to businesses. What the hell does that have to do with the Constitution? Your Nothing. job is to get in there and rule on what is constitutional Nothing. and what is not. We did not. We did not. Higher. We don't pay those people to be politicians. No. To think things through, to noodle things through on what's best for society. Their only job is to find out if it is constitutional or not. Period. That's their job. It's 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 like it's like going into McDonald's 
and uh you know the guy won't give you his won't give you the uh, burger uh but he will give you all kinds of advice on how to fix your car look dude i'm not going to serve you until you fix your car this way you know <laughs> right. it really and you know what that that outfit just doesn't work on you shut, shut up, up and griddle me that's, yeah give that's me a griddle and a shake that's all i want from you that's what we need to start to say to the Supreme Court. Yeah. We want to know, is this constitutional or not? They tr- actually traded rulings on Obamacare. R- Roberts wanted to side with the left wing, but didn't want to give up all this ground. So they, he actually got two liberal justices to come over and rule against the Medicaid part of it. Uh, so that's why it was a seven to two ruling. And why two liberals oddly voted for the conservative approach to Medicaid expansion. They actually traded their opinions. Robert said, I won't overturn it if you come over to me with Medicaid. I mean, that is not the way this is supposed to work. Rule on the Constitution, period. If it, let the chips fall where they may. And, and for some reason, we have lost and we have now just gained another legislative branch. Yep. And I, that is yep. not what we want. Nope. They're making laws all the time. Unelected. They're trading favors. It's ridiculous. It is an unelected legislative branch yeah. now. And you know, the worst thing, and there's a lot of bad things that FDR did. Worst thing FDR did, take the Supreme Court out of the basement. Supreme Court was in the basement. This is how little the Supreme Court meant to the, the country for decades when they built the Capitol, they realized, oh, crap, we didn't we didn't think about the Supreme Court. Oh, well, you know, that place down by the boiler. <laughs> Just open that up a little bit and give them a room. Give them a room in the basement. It's like where Milton from office space was. was, yes. was hit. Yeah. yes. I mean, that's who they were. And they gave them this big, huge building and made them so important. And FDR did it for a reason. And when the guys who were used to being in the basement, when I'm not buying into this, what did he do? He said, I'm going to pack the Supreme Court. I mean, we've lost touch of what the Supreme Court is supposed to be. And it is certainly not supposed to be another legislative body. Unelected. Unelected. Where's your cry for democracy on this one? All right. Let me tell you about uh, Goldline. I just saw a couple of stories here. Uh, It belongs to the people, not to the bankers. Italy moves to seize gold from the central bank. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) That's good. That's good. Uh, David Rosenberg. Fed will embrace uh, helicopter money over the next few years. Oh, jeez. Uh, yes. Uh, top bond strategists at the world's largest asset manager says the uh, European Central Bank should buy stocks next. <laughs> oh, this is going to be good. Oh, yeah. It's all going to be all good. Work out perfectly. Yes. May I suggest that you put yourself on a gold standard, that you get yourself something of lasting value? Why do you think Italy is going for the why do you think they're going for the gold? They're going for the gold because they they got to have it. They got to have it because if things break down, that's all they've got. It's all they've got. As and also as a member of a proud member of an Italian family, gold chains. They like well, them. yeah, yeah. They like yeah, them. not all. I mean, nobody in my thank God, nobody in my wife's family is like, hey, I got the gold <laughs> chain. Eh? Uh, anyway, gold line. Uh, they have they have more than gold chains. They have they have this. 
which is the 2019 version of the legal tender bar. It has 10 individual one-tenth of an ounce, 99.99% pure gold bullion legal tender bars that are secure in this this credit card barter case. Uh, It slides open for easy use and access. You can keep it in your wallet. You can keep it in your purse. But you have something to barter with should, God forbid, things go crazy. By the way, things are getting crazier every day. So I'll stop telling you, you know, hey, maybe you should get some gold or some barter, some stuff to barter with with gold. I'll stop telling you that when the world stops going insane. So far, nope. All those planes are taken off for Crazyville. So call 866-GOLDLINE, 1-866-GOLDLINE. Call them now. They're waiting for you. Ask them about uh, all of the information. Find out if buying gold or silver is right for you. Do your own homework. 866-GOLDLINE, 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. Uh, let me let me play uh, Beto uh, talking about uh, Trump and uh, how he's he's just following the steps of the Third Reich. I compared the rhetoric that the president has employed to rhetoric that you might have heard during the Third Reich. Uh, calling human beings an infestation is something that we might have expected to hear in Nazi Germany. No, uh, describing immigrants who have um, a track record of committing violent crimes at a lower rate than native-born Americans oh, as rapists and criminals. Oh. Seeking to ban all Muslims, all people of one religion. What other country on the face of the planet does that kind of thing? Or in our human history? Or in the history of the Western world? This is amazing. Uh, He's first, talking about MS-13. Yes, yeah, animals. Right. The, it's a That's, gang. That, MS-13, they are a group of animals. Yes, and they kill people in the United States, murders, at more than f- about, it's about four times the rate as the school shooting problem in this country. So if you're whining about the school shooting problem, which is a good thing to whine about, you should probably also be whining about MS-13, because a lot of people are dying at, at the hands of MS-13. I'd have no problem saying Dylan Klebold was, a, was an animal. I'd have no problem saying any of the school shooters are animals. Why the idea that MS-13, because I guess they have Hispanic background, all of a sudden they're not animals? They're killing at four times the rate of school shootings in this country. They're a big problem. It's amazing how out of touch... Uh the democratic leadership really is with the american people Uh, it's going to be interesting to watch if you missed the show today make sure you go back and listen to the podcast and uh hear selena zito as we we talk about uh the candidates and 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 what people on the ground in the heart of the country democratic voters really believe you're listening to 